Talk dirty to me. The Quick and the Dirty with Hillary and Sandra. You're kidding me. You're things that I have put in my mouth. Uh, oh my God, Hillary. <laughs> it's what everyone is talking about. Get jazzy on. I'm Hillary from London. And I'm Sandra from Ottawa. And this is the Quick and the Dirty Podcast. It's basically what you talk about with your friends, except we record it and put it on the internet and you get to laugh at us. That's right. And this is the Christmas edition of the Quick and the Dirty Podcast. So uh, today we thought it fitting to talk about your dysfunctional family Christmas stories. So we have a few uh, guests lined up to tell us about their disastrous Christmas stories. I can't wait to hear them. And also one that still believes in the spirit of Christmas, rather than the spirits of Christmas like the rest of us. Okay, I will beat that out of her in no time. (laughs) (laughs) So do you want to start with the quick this week, or do you want me to? Uh, I'll start. Okay. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to heaven. (laughs) Well, the jury's been out on you for a very, very long time. (laughs) Okay, so we all live our lives pretending to be good people and really knowing that behind closed doors we're total bees, right? Absolutely, every time. (laughs) And we try and fool our neighbors, but we never actually do anything that good. That's true. I mean, like I get what you're saying. When you're in public, you, you, I'm like, I talk really nicely to my children when I'm in public, and right. my kids will be like, God, if people only knew what you were really like. We're all like that. <laughs> so I've done a couple of banner things over the holiday season. Uh, one, middle of a blizzard last week, I put my shopping cart back in the corral. No, you didn't. I feel like it's one of those like little things that you know you should do. And of course, it's nothing special. But when it's crappy out or even actually, let's be honest, Costco on a regular day, those spots are wide enough to leave your cart. If you put it back, you're a freaking saint. You're a, you're like a hero. Nobody puts their cart back at Costco. Well, for a few reasons. One, because the shopping, the actual, the corrals are few and far between. So like, do you think I'm going to walk 10 car lengths? No. <laughs> not gonna. The fact that you did though, honestly, Hillary, I want that on your tombstone, girl. That's impressive. <laughs> and you, you, when you see people do it, I've done this maybe once or twice. I, I'll admit. <laughs> When, it, when you don't want to take your car back, yeah. you've got you have to make sure it doesn't run into anybody else's car. No, then then it becomes a really expensive trip to Costco. So you hop one wheel up on yeah. the median so that it can roll away. <laughs> like I'm still lazy. Yeah, yeah. But I am a considerate lazy. That's right. You don't want it to hit anybody, but it's there if you need it, kind of thing. Here I am for you. That that happened to me yesterday too. Like Costco's so crazy at this time of year and I didn't want to put my cart back because, you know, I'm I'm a lazy bee too. And yeah, so, there's a reason I have right. junk in the trunk. <laughs> That's right. I'm not talking so, about my Costco so- haul. Some guy pulls up next to me and I'm like, sir, would you like this cart? (laughs) I'm like, I'm a good person. That's who I am. (laughs) All right. Absolved of guilt right there. Done. That that is uh, exhibit number one of how I'm getting into heaven. All right. Perfect. Exhibit number two. This one's kind of serious. So I'm driving back from my boyfriend's house. He lives about an hour away on a 400 series highway. Yeah. So uh, if you're in the London area, he lives in Sarnia. And I'm driving back and I get to a fork in the highway and I see this car spun out completely smashed up in the middle of the highway. Traffic is stopped, but I'm like right at the right at the front of it. I didn't see the accident happen, but like there's no telling what is going to be left in that car. That is like, a very scary scene to wa- to drive by. That's scary. And you run through uh, the possibilities in your head. Should I stop? Should I not? Is it safe? 
is it safe to pull over because other cars are going to come? And I determined it was, in fact, safe. And then it was like, Hillary, can you handle your sh- if you pull over and you go to try and help? And I decided that, yes, in fact, under serious situations, I can keep my crap together. Because you don't know what you're going to come across, too, right? Right. So um, I decided to pull off behind the, this is actually getting quite serious, um, the guardrail so that my car was safe and wouldn't be hit by other traffic if some other accident happened. And then uh, the guy is sitting in his vehicle. He'd been sideswiped by a 18-wheeler and oh then knocked God. by another one. Oh, my God. And That's so scary. And by some miracle... The airbags had all gone off. By some miracle, he had some glass shards in his face, no broken bones that he could feel at the time. But he was sitting in his car, and he didn't want to leave. He was trying to get his phone. And I'm like, dude, you got to get out of your car. You got to get out of the car. Because there's, like, traffic coming, trying to get through, and they're going to hit you again. So I pull him into my car, and this is, like, eh, maybe, like, 7 o'clock at night. It's dark. It's freezing. It's snowing. Um, And, yeah, so I... I helped a dude. So you helped. So you were the first car that stopped for this guy? Myself and one other person. He was a younger fellow with a Lexus who clearly wasn't going to let bloody guy in his car. No, yeah, no and, guy. But he also he didn't really Lexus. know what to do. Like, I, I think he was in shock and I... I was a lifeguard when I was a kid. <laughs> so, uh, wow, that's a lot of good karma you're creating there, Hillary. <laughs> so, I know my basic first aid. I wouldn't have moved the guy if he was unable to move himself, but he was able to get himself out of the car and uh, put him in my back seat, wrapped him in an extra coat I had in the back, and uh, we waited for authorities. And I thought, you know, I am a total B. I am not a good person. I lie. No, I just like to vouch for you and say you're really not. I swear. Yeah. I swear a lot. Yeah, you do. But so that doesn't make you so, a bad person. So much so we've been told to tone it down on this podcast. That's very true, actually. Um, and, <laughs> you know, we all talk behind people's backs, but when push comes to shove, Hillary Welch, she's a good effing person. <laughs> Pretty solid as a human being. <laughs> Is it because you couldn't live with the guilt of knowing that you passed someone and they could have been dead and you didn't do anything about it? Well, I just thought if I was in that situation and I was terrified and I didn't know what was happening, I would need somebody who could help me. Yeah, you would like to know that somebody... So you weren't really doing it to help somebody. You were just doing it to create good karma so that if it ever happened to you, it would come around full circle. I was helping them to help myself. So it's not like you were doing it with no expectation that anything good would come back to you. You you are expecting something good now to come back to you. <laughs> Who doesn't? Well, that's how I live my life. <laughs> and it worked this week for me. It actually paid off. Really? What yes. happened for you? I am the current reigning champion of Wine Survivor in my building. What want, the hell is I, Wine Survivor? Wine Survivor is the single greatest gift that could ever happen in anyone's, anyone's office at Christmas time. It's basically a game of Survivor, but you're playing for wine. Okay, explain. So everybody goes in with 10 bucks to give to charity of, of your choice and a $15 bottle of wine because we're not playing for like baby duck here. And right. uh, it's basically a reverse draw. Every $10 gets you three lives in the game and the draws go on for however long you want them to. In our building, it's two weeks until the the final draw happens like on a Friday at a big lunch and uh, the last name in the jar wins all the bottles. 
All oh, of it. Oh, yeah. I have been playing this game for three years, and I've been tired of losing because I've been close. <laughs> so this year what happened is I actually got my sights in, in August. I'd start, I started thinking about Wine Survivor and how it was my time. So mm-hmm. every time I, I would leave the grocery store, I would buy a ticket from one of those cute little hockey kids. Okay. Raffle tickets every single time. I never said no. I'm like, here, kid, here's five bucks, five bucks. Even the air cadets got money for me. No one gives money well, to the air cute cadets. uniforms. They're adorable. I don't even You're know what they do. You're supporting future soldiers, which might be hot. Uh, <laughs> again, good person. Right here. Right here, good person. Uh, the Remembrance Day poppy people. I bought multiple poppies, even though I didn't need to, and I gave them like 10 bucks a shot. I was like on top of it on Remembrance Day. So you and were I, pre-buying your karma. Sure was. <laughs> sure was. Um, and every every raffle that was offered to me, I bought. Every good thing I could do, I bought. I mean, I was giving money to ridiculous organizations. And by the way, and that includes the Girl Guides and those shitty chocolate mint cookies that nobody likes. You Bought gotta them. go. The vanilla ones are the best, but then Everybody you have half a sleeve of chocolate. That's what <laughs> I said. Okay. <laughs> First world problem. But they meant chocolate chip cookies. They were terrible, but I bought them, ate them too, and. Uh, <laughs> And then when the day came, people were trying to make alliances with me because that's what you do. And you're like, okay, well, we'll each win 17 bottles. And I'm like, uh, B, I didn't come here to win 17 bottles. I came here for 34. No alliances. I was the only one who didn't have an alliance. And I walked in to the final draw saying that I was going to win. And I won. So there. Bad people win things sometimes. But in reality, with all the money you gave to charity to build your wine karma, yeah. you could have just bought <laughs> wine. I know. $500 worth of wine is what I won. I did the math. <laughs> and that's about what I spent to create all this good karma. But now everybody in this building thinks like I earned it and I deserved it because I've been like, you know, even when you see somebody outside your building struggling to bring, you know, a box of something in, I would stop what I was doing and rush to help. And I've like, people think I'm a good person. And I walk away like hey, hey. <laughs> so there's going to be payoff on so many levels well and plus now I'm actually pretty sure I'm an alcoholic so although I tried to create all this good karma I feel like the universe is getting back at me in many many ways because now it turns out I can't quite pace myself what you can't pace yourself 34 bottles of what what do you okay 34 bottles of wine are you just gonna have one no you're gonna drink two at a time <laughs> My husband and I are like, are you double fisting bottles? I'm double fisting bottles. Popping bottles? And everybody's getting, like, I don't like white wine, so everybody that I don't like is getting a bottle of white for Christmas, and I'm regifting the crappy bottles. Can you mail wine? <laughs> can I mail wine? Sure, you can. <laughs> well, you want some? You like white? Yeah, yeah, girl. Okay. <laughs> All of a sudden, you want to be my friend, don't you? Oh. Girl, I already am. I know. I'm already your friend. But so does everybody does everybody understand what the lesson is that we're trying to you you just proved it and I proved it too. Good karma comes back. Well, it, I mean for me it's been already decided. I guess it's still too early for you. <laughs> yeah, you you got yours back in Wine Survivor. I I'm did. still waiting to see what comes back to me. Oh, one more thing before we get to the dirty. Yeah. I went shopping with kids and I didn't lose them on the weekend. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> At Christmas. Uh, did you I try to lose them? I am this step-girlfriend, not-parent thing. Oh, my God. You are, you're on fire, girl. That is good karma. Did you try to lose them, though? Because I've tried to lose my kids before in a store. Just to teach them a lesson. 
and you'll never lose them again. Once a kid has been lost in the store and they're scared, that's it. They're always by your side. <laughs> Mommy doesn't want me. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> My mommy said this is the only way I'm ever going to learn. <laughs> so I uh, decided to take my boyfriend's kids shopping for a Christmas present for him. Now that we're getting into the holiday oh, spirit. Because yeah. it's the first time they've ever bought anything for anybody else. Of course, they are old ladies. So they take me to the aisles of things that they want him <laughs> to get for Christmas so they can have. So right. first up was the pet aisle for cat toys, followed by a, and we need a cat. <laughs> Daddy really wants a cat this Christmas, Hillary. So bad. Oh, those kids are going to be broken by the time you're done with them. Well, Their I didn't mom break is going to be so happy. Oh, good. That's I nice. didn't break them. I didn't lose them. It all turned out fine. Oh, Hillary. There it was, is a Christmas miracle. There was a throwdown during wrapping of epic proportions. These girls, 10 and 8, they've already nailed the backhanded compliment. Like, I was so proud. <laughs> like the sarcasm. They, when, oh they, my gosh. when they nail sarcasm, that's a proud moment. So the youngest, she can't quite wrap a present yet. She doesn't have the coordination. So I had her on tape duty and the eldest on wrapping. Not perfect, but pretty good. Pretty good wrapper. Good. And the eldest is giving this diatribe on how... It, It's so great when you can embrace the skills that you're good at and let other people do the ones that you suck at. And (laughs) she's looking at her sister. (laughs) Is she oblivious? Uh, No. And then the young one hasn't nailed rapping, also hasn't nailed subtlety. (laughs) Goes to the eldest. You know what? You kind of suck at rapping. (laughs) And then there was violence. (laughs) No. Oh, yeah. There's always physical violence. Uh, Okay. Because, you know, some kids don't fight, and I always find those are weird kids. Uh, A a normal kid should throw a punch, if you ask me. (laughs) Did your kids punch? Oh, they were always all over each other, those kids. I mean, like rolling around, play fighting, and then it would always uh, get real. Like, that's how it started. They play fight, and then it would get real. But And so these girls weren't play fighting. They still, like, they went right into it. They do the (laughs) drive-bys. It's Coxie Violence. (laughs) (laughs) Then you're out of there. They walk by, smack. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about your bloody nose. They don't, like, they pretend it didn't happen, and then the other one does it, and then it's on the floor. Full on. Oh, God. And then someone hides. And does it end in tears usually? Always. Always. Of because course. you got to stop it somehow, which means inevitably you're going to side with someone in some way. Right. That, yeah, you can. And you're in a very tough situation because you're still, you know, the, the girlfriend and you can't be like disciplining them. You don't want to overstep. But at the same time, if they're being bitches, they're being bitches. Yeah. Bribery usually works, except the young one couldn't give a crap. Oh, Hillary, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Fun, fun, fun. All right, let's get to the Christmas spirit. My okay. uh, my girl, Janelle, is here in London joining me. She's still got the Christmas spirit. She's unbroken as of yet. Oh, how delightful. <laughs> Say hi, Janelle. Hello. Hi, Janelle. <laughs> how are you? Okay, first of all, I can actually hear the pep in your voice. I try. Like, it's super high and you're super <laughs> excited about Christmas. Why do you love Christmas so much? 
Um, I don't know. It's, there's just something so nice about it. Like everybody seems, other than at malls, because malls is a whole other issue at Christmas time. But True. everybody seems so excited and they're happy, and you get to spend time with family and friends and loved ones. Now, Sandra, before we <laughs> even get into this. I need to give you a description of Jane L because you two have never met. And for anyone listening, no. Jane L is one of those girls that you'd love to hate if she wasn't so friggin' nice. Oh, God. I already love you slash hate you. <laughs> well, thank you. She is I don't like know what to do. petite and beautiful blonde, long hair. She's bubbly. She's a good worker. She's smart. Like, she's not even ditzy. She's nice. <laughs> She'd do anything for everyone. Jeez, I'd love to hate you, but I can't. I love you, Hillary. <laughs> that was so sweet. You're, like, nicer than, like, my husband. <laughs> with compliments. So, Jane L is filled with the Christmas spirit. She told me this morning that she is so inspired she is contemplating a second Christmas tree. Oh, girl. I, but why? Why is that such a bad thing? I think it's so much fun. You want to take this one, Hillary, or should I? Oh, I mean, I, come I on. think it needs to come from a voice and family experience. <laughs> Janelle, I have chronic spastic <laughs> diarrhea because <laughs> of all the worrying I do at Christmas time. And because when you're a mom and you've got a family to take care of, you basically take on too much, like a second Christmas tree. So over time, you learn how to conserve your time and your energy and to do what you what you can actually handle. And uh, are you a mom yet? No, not yet. Hopefully sooner than later, but not yet. Okay, well, we're not... <laughs> I, I, I feel like it's adorable that you have all this Christmas spirit, but you're going to have to at some point learn how to manage it because you two will get chronic spastic diarrhea like I do because you're just taking on too much stuff. But it's adorable that you have this much pep. Remember this energy, girl, because you you may need to channel it one day. This is where guys and girls are completely different. Men seem to have this locked down is that they start small. A slow simmer in relationships so that they understand where the responsibilities will lie before they take on more than they can handle. Yeah, that's right. probably really true. That's My husband's true. a slow burn. <laughs> Let me tell you. So, but just think about what Christmas would be like if the guys were in charge. Honestly, there wouldn't oh. be a Christmas and we'd all have McDonald's right. on Christmas Eve. And watch Die Hard. Yeah. Every day. But you're looking exactly. at a second Christmas tree now. You start that tradition. You can't end it. I know. So I you know. get two Christmas trees. It's only up from there. Then you add children <laughs> and pets tearing down the two Christmas trees. You're talking a ton of work long term. I'd like to think that I'm just going to um, be like, hey, husband of mine, go tear down the tree. Usually that works. It actually does work every odd occasion. So Wait till there's Christmas. children and yeah. they're hiding. Oh yeah. So do you, okay, forget about the tree for yeah. No, I forget about the tree for a second. The what tree's about gone. The baking. Do you bake? I do a lot of baking over the Christmas season. Do you have a lot of people to buy presents for? Few too many, but yes. But I guess that's a good thing too. You do ways. those cookie exchanges, don't you? Oh I don't do God. cookie exchanges, but I do bring a lot of desserts to uh, Christmas functions. Wow, you so. make me sick. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, that's really great that you have all that spirit. <laughs> I, I used to be you. That's what's hilarious. And then over time, you just sort of manage your time a little bit better and expectations. You know what I mean? It's called dying inside, Sandra. <laughs> this That's is why, why I'm an to alcoholic, too. Right? <laughs> oh, she's adorable, isn't she? She's really sweet. Yeah. Do I, what she must think of us, though, these women are like, yeah, whatever. And Christmas, well, you must think we're like the worst Scrooges of life. No, 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 no. I just don't think you like Christmas as much as you used to, but that's okay. 
<laughs> See, she's too nice. In her head, she's like, what is wrong That's with a these kind bitches? Thing to say. <laughs> Hillary, who got to you? What happened to you? <laughs> because I know what happened to me. Uh, like, Are family we doing, like, happened the ghost to me. of Christmas past? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Tell me everything. No, are we going to, who's going to take my oh. hand and lead me into the past to talk oh, about their. Uh, you get to fly at least if you're doing the Ghost of Christmas Past, right? <laughs> I think we are going to have some Ghost of Christmas Past. We've got uh, a couple of people in to talk about their dysfunctional yeah. families. Oh. Do you know, I actually have one of them standing outside the studio right now staring at me. I'm going to just invite her in right now to participate. Okay, hold on. Her Sounds name's Wendy, good. and uh, she's from the Ottawa studio. And, uh, She's got some dark, dark memories from Christmas. <laughs> oh my God. As you will too one day, darling. Okay. Thanks so much for joining us, Janelle. Thanks, guys. Hi. Hi. Hi, is this Hillary? It is. Hi. Hi. Have you guys, you guys have met each other. Wendy, oh, yeah. Hillary. Oh, wow. Here we go. We've met in the flesh. <laughs> have you really? Yeah. How much flesh? Not that much from what I can remember. No. Not like once, maybe twice. <laughs> I have a question. Did I motorboat you? Because that happens when I'm around Sandra. That might have happened. <laughs> uh, you know what's funny is I'm not sure because so many people have motorboated me when yeah. they do meet me. I can't recall. <laughs> but if we meet again, you're more than welcome. Amazing. Yep. Is that what happens in your house at Christmas time? <laughs> people greet each other with a nice old motorboat. <laughs> <laughs> so happy to see you, Boomer. It's Boomer for a reason. It's Boomer for a reason. So we just had somebody on who is like a Christmas fanatic and she bakes and she cooks and she's perfect and whatever. And she has no, there's no darkness in her whatsoever. Oh. Um, us normal folk have, I mean, I have some bad memories from Christmas, like the time that I had a fight with my mother, got my kids and my husband and left and drove back to Ottawa and uh, didn't speak to my mother for weeks. <laughs> That's the old dysfunctional family Christmas. Yeah, that's a doozy. Yeah, Hillary, you've got some dark darkness in your Christmas past, oh, don't you? Yeah, so much. So much. And, I the, and, I had the time I was living eight hours away. Oh, sorry, six hours away. And my mom was convinced that she was sick with something that she didn't want me to catch. So I wasn't allowed to come home to the family home to do Christmas. So I called my brother and I was like, hey, can I come stay with you for the holidays so we can celebrate? And he was like, yeah, any day but the 24th and 25th, that's for my family. Oh, <laughs> thanks, bro. Burn. And he was like, uh, can't you get a hotel or something for Christmas Day? And he didn't. Oh, that's brutal when you know exactly where you stand. That that is. That's when you shred every gift certificate you had yeah. for him that year. And you're just like, that's fine. I'll just eat these. <laughs> I drank that's, all of his Christmas money. Yeah, you did. Good girl. Yeah, you did. What was what's your family like at Christmas time, Wendy? Well. So I, my, my family was actually really religious growing up. So my family Christmases were pretty precise. You know what I mean? Like we went uh, at night to the, uh, look at me. I can't even find the words because it's all kind of a dark period in my life that I blacked it out. Because really? I, I like, I'm so just an you're atheist so, now. So, I was going to say, you're so you know not what? religious I totally now. get you. When I was a kid, I did two services at the United Church yeah. and followed by midnight mass with my mom. Yeah. yeah. Like we were Christian, Dutch Christian reform. So that was like people running down the aisle being like, I saw Jesus in my pancakes (laughs) kind of stuff. Right. So it was, it was, you know, but anyway, but that's what I mean. It was very just, we're going to do this and then we have dinner and then we have that. So I don't really have too many family Christmas stories that went awry because I mean, really just after grandma left, the wine came out. (laughs) But, um, 
but I do have a great Christmas story from high school. I was in this choir all through my high school years, and we were there was this three year period where we were like award winning. We went to Boston, we went to New York, we went for these choir competitions, Ooh, and we were like Pitch Perfect. It was. Yeah, it honestly, I probably was. met you there. Uh, yeah, I kid you not. I did the same thing in high school. Oh my gosh. So we were we were this like award-winning choir and back home in my hometown of Kingston, we did this thing called the Festival of Trees. And it was this kind of like posh, beautiful kind of arts and craft kind of show thing, but like showcase that went on for days. And off in the side was always these people and kids coming in and singing these beautiful Christmas carols. And, the, and our choir had a night every year that we would go to Festival of Trees and sing. And the one time, not long after we won a few of these awards, I guess we got a little cocky. We all decided to drink a bunch <laughs> underage, <laughs> and oh, everybody boy. was so sick before we went on stage. Like people were, like well, puking, puking their pants. Like it was like, <laughs> really? it was like <laughs> wow. So you know, so when like you're getting in up your there, pants, you know you've gone too far, <laughs> too far, right? And like, and everybody's. You can literally somebody. There's a video out there somewhere of some of us being like, oh, come on, give me. <laughs> <laughs> the choir did not sound so good that night. Yeah. Oh my God. No. And then, but the best part is, is the choir, like, director, the teacher was such a hippie dippy. He was like, everybody must have got food poisoning. I don't know what's, <laughs> what's going on with all you guys. And we're like, yeah, food poisoning from those fermented grapes in a bottle that fell down my throat. They have to deny it, right? Because if he knew, then yeah. you'd all be expelled. Oh, yeah. my God. Can you imagine if that happened today? Oh. oh. <laughs> I, would, I would like to see the video, though. Oh, I know. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, I've got to hunt down some of my, uh, some my graduates. Some VHS. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that time. Did your parents get to witness that as well? No, no. Oh, no. Thank God. No, yeah. No, thank God. Indeed. Yes. I would not have been allowed to go to church that night. Oh, no. So Christmas has different <laughs> memories for you than it does for, for our previous guests. Yeah. Sorry. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I, I got when I was asking around the building, Alex uh, is somebody who works in our news department. I'm like, do you have any dysfunctional family memories? And she's like, Christmas was so, so magical for me, and it was always just so perfect. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Oh, that's Alex. Not, oh, Alex, that's not that's not Christmas. I don't even believe her. I know. She's so, such a hick. She, she, she's I mean, drunk. Christmas in our house starts with three weeks of my mom losing her mind and taking it out on all of us. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. she's just so high strung. Yeah. Is she nice on Christmas Day, though, or does she get on that day, too? No, the wine happens, and then she's like a brand new person. She's been reborn! Yeah. <laughs> See, mine is my grandmother. I have my, my mom's mom is very old school in the way that we do Christmas. So we have to have Christmas dinner at 1.35 p.m. Oh, God. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, on the dot. And, of course, Wendy's late every year by, like, a whole four minutes. But, oh, the turkey's getting cold, you know? And then, like, I get ushered in, and everybody's sitting at the table tapping their fingers, like, okay, we're eating now. And then you eat really quickly, and then out comes dessert. You don't even have time to finish the turkey before you have to eat a pile of pies or whatever. It's like, why can't this be casual? And then, and then as soon as you're done the pie, she shoves presents in everybody's. Everybody open their presents. Everybody open their presents. <laughs> and so it's this big like flurry of emotions and, and, and chaos. But the nice thing is, once you are like 35, as I am now, you realize you know what's great though. 
What? Bada boom, bada bing. Christmas is done in an hour. See you, Grandma. <laughs> the wine comes out, and now the fun begins. God love her, but... God love her, but Grandma doesn't know. Like, why are you rushing all of this? You make it such a big deal that we have to be here, and we have to do all I this. Know. And then you make it over in 45 minutes. Yeah, my dad's the same way. It's always like, eat, 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 eat. And it's like, why can't we just chill out? Yeah, now get out. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I gotta go. He'll drive three hours, stay half an hour, and then leave. Yeah. And drive back three hours. That yeah, was so much fun. Is it? So fun. worth it. Great memories. Yeah. Yeah. You had. La 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 la. Jazz Thank hands you, out the door. <laughs> out the door. All right, we have one more guest on the podcast. Thanks, Wendy, by the way. Okay. Nice of yeah. you coming. Thank you. And now we welcome to the podcast Matt, a colleague of mine here in Ottawa. I thought it would be interesting if we would have a male perspective of a dark Christmas or a dysfunctional family Christmas. And he uh, was the first one to step up to the plate, which tells me there's a lot of darkness in you, Mar- Matt. Yeah, there's a lot. call you Mark. I know. That's, Matt, a, that's how bad it is. It's my <laughs> alter ego. Oh, God, when no. When Mark comes out to play, it's game <laughs> over. God, no. <laughs> now, before we get down to it, I heard somewhere that you used to work in London and they used to call you Pretty Matt. Yeah, that's. I, I worked in the building that you're at now. Right. Uh, and yeah, I was known as Pretty Matt. I had seven different names at the time. And the reason for it was because Matt DePaola is too hard to say on air. And Dips, which is what I go as now, which has been my nickname since I was in high school, sounded like dicks. <laughs> so the PD at the time put the kibosh on that. So there was one day, I think it was a bunch of like older ladies walked in and said I had really pretty eyes. And the PD at the time said, well, we're going to start calling you Pretty Matt. So the next time I came in, my email got changed. My lanyard got changed. My name tag that was on the desk no. got changed. Hashtag me too. Yeah, really. I'm like, I don't like this name at all. I mean, I mean, your buddy there, Matt Loop, ran with it, and I think he still does. So, so wow, you were objectified. I was. Did it feel good, or did you like it? I didn't like it at all. I gotta oh, be honest. I hate. Are it. you serious? I'm serious. Wow, I'd love so, to be called Pretty Hillary. I was like, I got, I am this young up and coming radio personality, and you are subjecting me. And then I realized, shut up, kid. Like that's right. Yeah, the yeah. fact that they're talking about you at all, at all, like really, and they're noticing you, it's called a win I in know. radio. It really is. And still, even to this day, I'm a legend. In, <laughs> so, so obviously you've had some uh, some darkness in your life before. Of course, um, but even but even before then, uh, you were saying, okay, I don't even know what the story is, but yeah. something happened. To it's Matt. it's more the dis- dysfunctional self. It's not a dark oh, side at all. But okay, so oh, was, I'm in. There was one time where my younger brother and I we. Our parents did something very dumb. They left us alone on Christmas Eve. <laughs> they went to go visit, I think, my grandparents at the time, so it was just the two of us. We uh, we got into a couple of bottles there, and uh, by the time Mom and Dad got home, because we discovered where the gifts were, we <laughs> were drunk and wearing all the gifts. No. <laughs> and, <laughs> including and, the ones for your mother? Including the ones for the mother, yeah. We, but we wore all of them. If there, if there was a video game as a gift, we were playing it. You were not. If there was a CD to be given away, we were listening to it. And that was, I, oh, like. What was you the guys fallout? Are dicks. And the problem was, and, and this is the only time in my life where I actually said this and meant it, where my mom was so disappointed. Like, I wish she was just angry, but she was disappointed. And my brother and I are like, we ruined Christmas for mom. <laughs> oh, my, I would be like, I'm I'm a mom and this story actually devastates yeah, me. It devastates that me. That would be devastating <laughs> to me if my kids opened everything and I didn't get to see them. Oh, you I would, know. What a sh- 
And yeah, this is like 10 years ago. And well, was it, it was I, only 10 years ago. It was only 10 years ago. <laughs> it's not like it was that long ago, which is the worst thing. So. Did oh they take God. everything away? Mom regifted everything because that's the kind of person mom is. So and what do you mean? It. Like she gave it to other people? No, no. Like she took it all back and then wrapped it all up again and said, act surprised when you open these. No, gifts. she yeah, did Yeah, yeah. We still had to, <laughs> it still had to be a Christmas morning. So are you, so you, you, oh, thanks for that game, mom. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Oh, look at Super it. Mario Brothers. Yep. That's fantastic. That I love was it. exactly how it went down. Now, what was good was we forgot what a lot of the gifts were. <laughs> because <laughs> we were you drunk. were hammered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't like sharing this, this story. This story hurts me. Like, I know. It, I, this really hurts me. I, I, I'm just, I'm quite devastated for your mother. Has she ever been able to get over the trauma of having two horrible children? We are not allowed to be left alone on Christmas Eve. <laughs> that that stayed true. Now, what's good is I have to spend Christmas Eve at my uh, fiance's place, so she doesn't have to worry about us anymore, because I'm just not there. Yeah. <laughs> but if I was, I would have to go with them everywhere they went. Now have I to have be a question. Yeah. Like, there was no fallout at all because in my family, those gifts would have been taken, either brought back or given to charity, and we would have had nothing. Like, there's no way my parents would have rewrapped them. My mom loves Christmas and loves giving gifts, so she wanted us to reopen them and then act like we didn't, Aww. so I think she wanted to pretend, and the more I say the story, the more I feel like a piece of shit. Yeah, well, you should. You should. <laughs> and I do. And, and, and since that time, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day has been all about mom and making sure mom's happy and all That's that. Right. Because the one Christmas where we drank too much and wore, <laughs> I, I don't know what it's like to, when you come home and see your son trying on high heels. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever, like, do you refer to it ever every Christmas? Like, or is it just the darkness you never speak of? I think that year we skip over. There's no ornaments from that year. There's no pictures from that year. You, my brother and I will be kind of like left alone looking at each other like, remember that time we got really drunk and opened yeah, up yeah, all yeah. the gifts? And that's about as far as we go with it. Shh, we don't talk about that. Don't yeah. The anymore. hardest Just... part for a mom is knowing that your true self comes out when you are hammered. Mm -hmm. So that was your true self. Just you raise an all of a That's right. <laughs> so it's a reflection on her, too. So there was like a double whammy. It's like, God, I, I did a really bad job with these kids. And it made it worse the fact that it was me and my younger brother. So it wasn't oh. just me doing it or him. It was both of us. Did you so. get the brunt of the blame as the the leader of the pack? Surprisingly, no. What's kind of nice is my younger brother is a shithead. And so he's just, I'm like, Mom, I don't know. He influenced me, I guess. Yeah, the younger ones are yeah, always sketchy. Yeah. That's he's right. Like, he must have influenced he me. I don't know have. how. Um, was there any booze left in the house? This is like the most important question because I would be really pissed if there was none left for me. There was. And that was important, too, because the second my dad got home, it was immediately like, <gasps> the booze! And like, <laughs> it's like, we're okay. We still have our supply. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Well, yeah, Christmas, Christmas, Day Christmas that's, a, that's a couple of days you got to go without. I know. And that's why even I woke up the next day and I was like, oh, what did I do? <gasps> the booze! And no, we're okay. Okay. So, so <laughs> well, Pretty Matt, thank you so much for joining oh, us. Oh, yeah. Damn it. Uh, I'm going to take a picture of Pretty Matt and put it on the podcast description for you guys to Amazing. see. Amazing. I'll take okay. one of those. Well. Well, pretty, pretty Matt has been long dead. So. It's been. <laughs> You'll always be, be Pretty Matt to me. Okay. Payback's a bitch kitten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you for coming on You're the Quick welcome. and the Dirty. Thank you. I'm actually leaving now. Bye. Bye. Oh, bye. <laughs> yeah, like, bye. <laughs> And don't forget to follow the Quick and the Dirty on social. Instagram at Hillary on air at Sandra Kiss 105.3. Twitter at Hillary Welch at Sandra Kiss 105.3. And Facebook at Quick and Dirty Podcast.
If you got a question for us, you can email us at thequickandthedirty at gmail.com. 